Hey guys, this is Dale Tedder, and welcome to the Walking Points Podcast. Thank you all for joining uh, the podcast today. Our goal here at the Walking Points Podcast is to help you walk faithfully with Jesus Christ in every sphere of your life. This morning, we're going to be talking about empires and pig pens, Solomon and the meaning of life. And we're going to be looking at uh, some verses from the book of Ecclesiastes, as well as looking at the story or the parable of the prodigal son that Jesus tells in the New Testament. So thanks for checking out Walking Point's podcast. Here we go. Twenty-something years ago, I remember watching a television show that had a discussion uh, that I remember to this day. You know, that happens. We watch things or see things or have conversations or hear a song, and they stick with us. Well, I don't know which of the world's problems were being solved at the time by the people on this talk show, but I do remember uh, an exchange between the host and one of the guests. The host asked, well, don't you believe in God? And the guest replied, well, yeah, I believe in God, but what does that have to do with the way I live my life? Now, that may sound alarming to you, but the idea that the guest was expressing is not very unfamiliar. I mean, it's quite familiar all throughout history, world history, biblical history, and certainly current in our own day. George Barna, who some of you may be familiar with, Uh, He has a research group, and they survey the religious beliefs and attitudes of the American people, and he's written extensively on this kind of topic, and he continues to discover that the beliefs a person has, uh, the beliefs that a person professes, does not necessarily impact the behavior of that person. In one of his books, Barna discovered, for example, that while 74% of those polled They strongly affirm that there is one true God who is holy and perfect and who created and rules the world. So 74% affirm that strongly, and yet only 47% strongly agreed that their faith in that same God, by the way, that only 47% uh, strongly agree that 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 faith in that same God was relevant to the way in which they live their life, their daily lives. So 74% agree with this very lofty view of God. 47% says that belief in that God has anything to do with the way they live their daily lives. That's pretty startling. That attitude moved one writer to observe that in the 1660s, you have Rembrandt placing himself in one of his own paintings of Jesus being raised on the cross because he was showing that he had contributed to the need for the death of Jesus Christ. And then in the 1960s, Andy Warhol painted Campbell soup cans. So in that writer's opinion, the contrast in paintings reflected what he called the curious emptiness and meaninglessness of our modern culture. Now guys, I'm going to let you art critics out there hammer out the merits of what that writer's interpretation of the paintings was. But there has certainly been a lasting struggle in our world to find meaning for our lives. There have been lots of books in search of meaning. People really giving their best guesses in some cases. Sometimes a lot of research poured into it. But people are looking for meaning. Some throw themselves into their families and all that comes with that. Others pursue upward advancement in their workplaces. 
Some really pursue and seek better health and try to increase their social status. Others fill their time watching sports and enjoying more and more leisure activities, just to name a few. Now, I want to go on record as saying none of those pursuits is inherently wrong, but for many, they do point to what may be considered a bothersome emptiness that nothing seems to fill. Nothing in this world, that is. And this is the message of Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes. In it, he testifies to his life's pursuit to find real and lasting meaning in his life. He writes in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 12 and 13, he said, I, the teacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem. I applied my mind to study and to explore by wisdom all that is done under the heavens. You see, Solomon had been searching for truth and for wisdom and for meaning in the many activities that filled his days. But his conclusion to those uh, reflects only pessimism and only discouragement. And so in verse 14 in Solomon's, is Solomon's summary to these pursuits. Solomon concludes in verse 14, he said, I have seen all the things that are done under the sun. All of them are meaningless, a chasing after the wind. You see, Solomon's feelings express the plight of poor old Sisyphus of Greek mythology. You may remember that Sisyphus well, he got in trouble with the gods, and so he was condemned by them. And so what was his punishment? Do you remember? Well, his punishment was that he was sentenced to roll an enormous boulder to the top of a hill, only to, as he got to the top, he watched it roll down the other side. And then he had to repeat that task again and again and again without end. Sort of like Cool Hand Luke digging the hole, if you ever saw that movie. The, the grueling labor of Sisyphus never solved a problem. There was no dignity to it. It didn't create anything good. It didn't enable him to grow as a person. Nothing beyond the task was accomplished by all of his efforts. It really was meaningless. It was the very definition of futility. Well, Solomon surely felt the same way Sisyphus must have felt. Solomon sensed an emptiness in the pit of his stomach. And so throughout Ecclesiastes, he continually asks questions like, is this all there is? Now, you know, to really appreciate this, I think we need to remember who Solomon was. Solomon was the wisest, richest, and most powerful man of his day. Therefore, Therefore, when a person like Solomon asks the sorts of questions that we find in Ecclesiastes, it really is in our best interest to tune in and hear what he has to say. You know, he was dismayed, and he was discouraged. And in the midst of that, Solomon found himself unable to discover any real or ultimate point to all of his effort. There didn't seem to be anything that contributed lasting value to his life. Instead, Solomon seemed to think that none of his accomplishments would even be remembered. Many of us have heard the old quip that was supposedly uttered by a successful CEO that says, you better enjoy your position while you have it, because after you retire, they don't return your calls anymore. 
Well, that's what Solomon was afraid of. His, out, his outlook in Ecclesiastes revealed a life that was highly invested in temporal attainment and fame and not a life that seemed to care all that much about God's eternal perspective. Solomon mourned over the meaninglessness of his existence, and you know he had reason to, because for Solomon his great accomplishments had been built on sand, and after several decades Solomon began to discover that his foundations were beginning to crumble. But you know, at least he was honest. He admitted all this, and so he really started asking the hard and honest questions. You know, many folks in our day, maybe even you, shy away from the tough questions, those large, overarching, world-and-life-view questions, things like, who am I? Why am I here? What's the meaning of life? How should I live my life? What's my ultimate destiny? One writer put it this way. He said, you know, to be utterly lost in the woods is unfortunate. To be absolutely unconcerned about it is unreasonable. And it really is unreasonable for us to walk aimlessly through the woods of life without knowing why we're there or where we're headed. I think the parable of the prodigal son does a great job of shedding light on this for us. In the parable, you may remember, the younger of two sons takes his inheritance and he leaves his family and he leaves his responsibilities to go off to a far away country. Now, why did he leave? Was he looking for adventure? Was he trying to find himself, searching for independence, or did he just want pure pleasure? Or maybe a little of each. We don't know. But whatever the reason, it seems he didn't believe he could pursue those things while he lived under his father's roof. Perhaps he believed that the freedom of living on his own would enable him to become all that he wanted to be. And yet, and yet it was the result of that pursuit in which he lost his inheritance and he found himself living and eating with the pigs, no better off than those who served his father. Worse, in fact, his experiment failed miserably. His quest for freedom resulted in enslavement. He was imprisoned by his unbridled desires and passions and ambitions. And interestingly, in a peculiar reversal of fortune, he actually became the least free person he knew. He had completely lost himself. I can only imagine that as he sat there in that pig pen, eating leftover pig food, surely he must have asked, how in the world did I get here? Maybe that's what Solomon was asking himself. He had been given unequaled wisdom and wealth and fame and power, and he squandered it. He wasted it on building an empire to himself. Solomon must have been asking similar questions as those of the prodigal son. How in the world did I get here? What is life all about? Is this all there is? The prodigal son found himself not only in the position of a hired hand, but now actually treated worse than, than those who served his father's family. Thus, it was as he sat there in his misery among the pigs 
that he realized what he had given up when he left his father's house. He came to understand how good he had it when he lived at home. Perhaps he even came to appreciate that true freedom is not the absence of responsibility, but fulfilling it, to live according to one's true identity and true calling. You know, when the young man decided to return home, he did so with the hope of becoming like one of his father's hired hands, because he knew how well they were treated by his good father. What the prodigal son would soon learn was that his good father is much like our good father. He doesn't merely accept us as a servant, but he throws a party. He restores us as his sons and daughters with all the inheritance he graciously promises and provides for his children. You know, it's only as we gain this understanding of what true meaning is, where it comes from, that we can begin moving toward becoming all God created us to be. Our quest for self-fulfillment and personal freedom, detached from our identity in God and His calling in our lives, well, that leads to meaninglessness and pig pens. And Solomon knew that. He figured that out. He confessed at the end of Ecclesiastes that it's only as we return to the Father that we can truly find ourselves and discover who we were made to be. Solomon summarizes his findings in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 13 and 14. We read these words. Now all has been heard. He's, Solomon is saying, you've heard everything I've had to say. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. We are able to live the lives we were created for only, only when we are in a right relationship with God and when we align our lives with God's will and character. And that kind of relationship, that kind of life comes only through faith in Jesus Christ, the very Son of God. And so that's our response to the guest's question on the talk show. When that guest said, yes, I believe in God, but what does that have to do with how I live my life? Friends, our response is everything. It has everything to do with how you live your life. Life is genuinely meaningful and significant only when we find true, abundant, and eternal life in Jesus Christ. As one author concluded, if we fail to find it, we miss the whole point of our existence. We might make a great name for ourselves in the world. We might lack nothing in material goods. And people might bow before us. Yet, we will have failed to find the true meaning that God desires for our lives. Friends, when the father embraced his son, the young man had not only found his way home, he had finally found himself. Thanks be to God.
Well, guys, before you go, I got a few questions for you that I want you to be thinking about throughout the day. These are some questions for reflection and maybe some next steps for you. Uh, Did you ever have an experience like that of the prodigal son? Or maybe you know someone who has. Talk with somebody about what that was like. Share that experience with a friend. Can you relate to Solomon's dilemma and his search for meaning? What are the things that unbelievers pursue to give their lives meaning and significance? And then here's a follow-up question to that. Do Christians pursue the same sorts of things for the same sorts of reasons? And why do you think that is? How does your relationship with Christ provide you with true meaning, purpose, joy, vitality, and identity? And how can you maintain your relationship with Christ so you can fully enjoy the Father's inheritance? And finally, what key ideas can you take from this devotion, as well as your answers to the questions I just asked, and share those with a friend who might be struggling the way Solomon or the prodigal son were struggling. Pray for that person and pray how God might lead you to engage them in a discussion on these very important matters. Guys, thank you all so much for checking out the Walking Points podcast for today. Uh, You can go to Dale Tedder, my website, daletedder.com. That's D-A-L-E-T-E-D-D-E-R.com, daletedder.com. I have more resources on there. Uh, I am working with a friend. We're walking through the book of James together, and we're talking about living wisely in turbulent times. And it's been a great discussion, a lot of fun, and you can find that video on uh, my website as well as devotionals and other resources. If you like doing Bible studies, I have a few Bible studies for you uh, folks that are uh, that enjoy self-guided Bible studies. A lot of resources. I hope you'll check it out. But thanks so much for uh, tuning in to the Walking Points podcast today. I hope you guys have a great week, and I will see you next Monday.